With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With reports direct from Melbourne courtside and from our offices in New York City, it's the Australian Open edition of the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. First, we have Rafael Nadal going out of the Australian Open in straight sets before the final. And today, it's Roger Federer's turn. He loses to Novak Djokovic, just like he did in 2008, the semifinals, um, straight sets. I'm Ed McGrogan, and talking with Steve Tigner, who was at the match tonight. Um, what your, I guess, first initial thoughts on it? You just got back from the grounds, I know. So um, why don't you just kind of recap what you were thinking um, as you were watching this and after it ended? Well, it started started really high level. Um, you tell they were both there was more energy in in labor uh, arena than there had been for any match. There might you know some of the Nadal match, maybe the Nadal Tomic match had a certain energy, but this was more like now it's the semifinals. Now it's Federer and Djokovic. There was there was an extra extra energy in there, and you could tell the players those two guys felt it. Um, they came out really. They had like they almost their shots were almost unnecessarily good. And the first set was first set was about as good as you can get. Djokovic, I guess it I guess it was sort of a signal for the future of the match that. Djokovic at that point raised his game, sort of took over with his forehand, I thought, in the tiebreaker, and Federer missed one makeable backhand down the line that he's been sort of the shot that he's been trying to hit more of that we've talked about, do more with his backhand. Um, he missed it pretty badly, and that was the tiebreaker. And then, and then Federer got it, and then it looked like. Federer might turn the tables. He sort of changed his tactics in the, early in the second set. He had, been, he had been sort of going after Djokovic, and that wasn't working. It was really, pace was really working to Djokovic's advantage. His balls were moving through the court much more quickly. So Federer tried some, a little bit of, I guess he would call junk, some high rolling shots and some slices, and that worked. He broke, and he got to 5 2. He served for it at 5 3, and then Djokovic played a really good game. And Federer made a couple, I think Djokovic just anticipated what Federer was doing, going to do on a couple shots. Maybe it's a familiarity between the two, but also I think it was just Djokovic's, Djokovic's night. And it was a, it was a game that Federer said later that was crucial. He, you know, closing out a set at 5-3, that's the kind of game that he would normally, in the past, would always wrap up. And then the match was yeah, uh, yeah, for the split sets, but they, this time that didn't happen. Yeah, for the, I mean, when I always think of back on some of Federer's, his success at slams, I think more so than people may give credit for is how well he serves. Um, and tonight it was, he didn't didn't seem to have staying on that with, I guess if you want to look strictly at aces, that was kind of low, but he just didn't really seem to get a lot of, a lot of free points up there and just, um, and then couldn't serve out a couple of advantages or salvage or consolidate breaks. So the, I thought the serve was, 
pretty key for him in, in, in kind of letting this, at least the second set, slip away, too. Serve is big for both of them. Djokovic served really well. This is one of the better serving performances I've seen from him. He got nervous at the end of the match, but he had his serve. That's really how he closed out a few of those um, service games at the end. Federer didn't have as much. I think Federer was a little either spooked or he just had some of his confidence was a little undermined by the conditions in this. He brought up the Simone match in the press conference afterward, and I think since then he's felt like playing at night hasn't worked out for him. He's he said his spinny shots didn't didn't do as much as somebody like Djokovic's or Simone's sort of more penetrating, flatter, two-handed backhand type shots. And I don't know if that I mean that was definitely I think that was true. Um but I don't know whether also it was just something that was in his head as well, where he he didn't feel like he could take the first strike, that he was that, that things were against him in that way. You know, it, it just it did seem to stick with him. And, um, and but it was also I think it was true because Djokovic said he loves this court and it's perfect for him. Yeah, I I think you're right about the backhand too. I just don't recall seeing too many of those really flat penetrating ones from Federer that um, that we've seen a little bit. For for Djokovic too, um, it is it is a very fitting place to to get this done. But it's it's so strange. Then I I feel we were almost at the almost at the point of writing him off in, in, in a sense, like last uh, last summertime really, and and it, it had just been sort of underwhelming performance after underwhelming performance at the majors, and and uh, since then it looks like he's just kind of become a completely more confident, different player, um, and that's and tonight I think is just the latest example of that. Yeah, his game. I mean, everybody's a confidence player, but he really is as well because his game doesn't vary that much. You know, he's he's always pretty solid. It's just whether he feels like he can win these matches. But he almost was out of the U.S. Open in the first round against Troy against his teammate Troitsky, and then he made the final. I think the big thing for him, he mentioned it tonight, was the Davis Cup. It's still sort of still sort of riding that he. he it's a great experience that he said is, is in his head and, and keeps him has kept him positive even even you know all the way till now. Yeah, uh, would you t- would you say regardless of who who gets to him in the final that he's the the guy to beat? Yeah, he's got to be the favorite. He's played so well in the last few months. And he just beat Federer in straight sets and really, you know, even Federer was he just said, well, yeah, played me. Um, Federer couldn't even, even when he had a set in hand, Djokovic outplayed him to break him, and, and then, um, you know, he really outplayed him when it counted in the first two sets. Uh, and then I think Federer went, Federer didn't have a good third set, but, but yeah, you gotta like, you gotta like Djokovic. Yeah, he looked just fantastic tonight all around. Um, touch on the, the semifinals that happened earlier before the men's match that was the two women's semis um we have Kleisters going through she beat Kleisters go through over Zvonareva and Lee Na comes ahead and defeats Wozniacki I'm just I'm just thinking now did both of them play yesterday as well who um, Kleisters and Zvonareva had played oh, Zvon- oh that's right yeah that's right one was against another uh regardless um Kleister's very convincing uh, win that was kind of over before it. it. It just got out of hand a little kind of quickly. The bigger one uh, was involved Karen Wozniacki top seed 
um, and she holds a match point uh, against Lena, and um, after that wasn't converted, the, the tide shifted pretty quickly, um, and eventually she won in straights. Um, how, how was that match out there in terms of um, you know the play, the atmosphere? How was that out, outside? That was a great match. Um, it, it didn't start. It started out as if Lena was just totally going to go away. It's one of those matches where, where we see it a lot. Somebody serves for a match at 5-4, they don't. It's almost as if whoever wins that game is going to win the match, not just the person who's serving. Uh, if they can't close it, they're going to, they're going to be in trouble mentally. And Lee Ma, really, up until that point, she had just—it was a combination. She'd been she'd been going for too much, hitting a lot of awful shots and forehands, sailing forehands long, ten feet long. And Wozniacki was smart. She she played a you know very typically crafty game. She didn't just push. She, she mixed it up and she took her chances to attack, but she also let Lee Na self-destruct. They got all the way to match point. Lee Na pulled the trigger on a forehand and it went in. Wozniacki couldn't get it back. And from there you could see Lee Na just changed completely. The next point she played a great point won that. She um, won that set. She won the next three games and then she was the stronger player. From there, I mean, she is a stronger player than Wozniacki. Wozniacki has to rely on her missing to a certain degree, and she almost got there. Um, it was pretty. It was a shame for Wozniacki. She was pretty, pretty depressed in her press conference. She just, you know, she had, she had felt like she'd let it get away. This is her chance to first final and to maybe, you know, sort of silence or quiet the the doubters of her. Um, at least for a few days, but now she's stuck still at, at the semifinals. She doesn't get another chance till the French Open. But uh, Lee Now is a, is a good winner. She played. A, she's a great. You know, she's a good player to watch. She's an attacking player. She, in a way, she deserved it because she she took the match. Wozniacki at the end when she tried to serve it out, she got a little more cautious, cautious than she had been. She hoped Lee Now was going to keep missing, and she didn't quite miss enough. Yeah. How, what do you think of, of her chances against Kleister's um, of tomorrow? Or yeah, that's when the final is tomorrow. Yeah, I, think they're, I think they're good. She just Lee now just beat Kleister's in Sydney. There's a statistic that people are talking about here that nobody ever wins Sydney and Melbourne because they're too, back to back. They're too close together. The last person to do it was Hennen quite a while ago, maybe six or five or six years ago. Um, but um, I think Lee now has a good shot. She should be less nervous for this. We'll see. A final has its own a final has its own atmosphere and Kleisters has has used that the last two US opens she's won. She's been the more experienced player and the other player uh Wozniacki and Zvonareva have been rookies and they showed it so there's always a potential for that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh that's what uh we'll stop with right there and uh we'll get to uh tomorrow the the other Men's semi is Ferrer and Andy Murray. Winner gets Djokovic in the men's final. Uh, for Steve Tigner and Matt McGrogan, thanks for listening and tune in again. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 